her. <laughs> Hair. 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 You know, I was talking to my doctor the other day, my dermatologist, and he was just like, you know, hair is one of those interesting things because we don't need it at all for, like, our health and well-being, but it plays such a strong factor in, like, our mental state and our attractiveness and all sorts of things. He was just like, it's so important even though it's, like, not necessary at all. It's necessary. (laughs) I wish I had some. Does he have hair? He does have hair. You can tell it's thinned a bit. Um, and he's had some treatments to, like, you know, make it fuller. And I was actually going to him for hair and hair condition. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he was he was great. And he was, like, very resourceful and, you know, well, had a lot of resources that he was offering and a lot of information. And, um, yeah, so it's interesting. I started losing my hair at 23 years old. Mm. Maybe okay. 22. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason why I was going to him is because I had started experiencing hair loss, like, right when I turned 40. Yeah. <clears throat> and I had gone through, like, I would say a traumatic transition around that time um, that was, like, really, really stressful mm-hmm. and, like, stressful to the point where I was having, like, panic attacks and stuff. So, very stressful. Been there. And, um... Yeah, and then I noticed I went to this party, and it was like, you know, natural black hair party or whatever at this little natural black hair salon. And one of the women who was, like, doing my hair was just like, your hair is, like, falling out in clumps. And I'm like, oh, no, it's not. I just haven't combed it, like, fully combed it. I've just been, like, pulling it back in a bun. And she was like, no, it's, like, falling out in clumps. And it's I hadn't even. Bold. Yeah, but, I mean, that. That's what your stylist should tell you. If they see some issues okay. with your scalp, like, they have to tell you. Mm-hmm. Or they should tell you. Yeah. And, like, she called someone else over to look and everything. And I'm, like, kind of embarrassed. And I'm, like, what is happening? And um, so, yeah, I was having, like, a whole lot of hair loss. And they tried some naturopathic stuff, which didn't work. Um, and <laughs> so I tried that for a while. And they eventually were, like, you should just go to a dermatologist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is bullshit. <laughs> Maybe our um, essential oils and steam treatments aren't really working. So, like, I went to a dermatologist. First went to a a white one. And then went to a black one because black hair is different than white hair. And so, um, yeah, he was great. And this is the guy who told me, he was like, even though hair is not essential for our health and well-being, it is so important in so many other aspects. And so, like, I had this whole treatment routine that I went through, um, for like a year and so it's kind of recovered but like i took the drastic step of like cutting off all my hair which is that why you seemed, got it? that's why i cut my hair i know I never knew that. like yeah because i it, you know it's weird because it's very personal and kind of embarrassing like when as a woman when you're going through like yeah. hair loss and I mean, you stuff, never told me i never told anybody you see my head <laughs> <laughs> my head looks a mess <laughs> i haven't even shaved in the past five days well, I... I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> Let me finish my story. Sorry. The kid took so, my head off today <laughs> and almost lost my damn mind on it. Oh, really? Yeah. 
they will embarrass you. That's one reason I will never wear a wig. I don't know how people wear wigs. My greatest fear would be to wear a wig and a kid snatch it off or the wind blow it off. Like, if I wore a wig, it would have to be, like, literally safety pinned to my head. Like, I, there's no way I could, like, I understand. put it on a wig. Uh, but anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I was saying. It's traumatic, though. I was telling you my traumatic story. Yes. So, yeah, so I, when it was falling out, and I was trying to get it to recover, like, it sounds counterintuitive, but it looked so bad to me the way it was because it just it was so thin and wispy. So I just cut it all off. And so it's just been short for the last couple months while it's like kind of filling back in and growing back out. And I'll figure out what to do with it at this point. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting, though, because for black women for so long, like hair, hair is so much more important for us than I think it is for anyone else. Because it's just like one more thing that society has told us, like, you don't conform to the standards of beauty. Yeah. And so it's that. like such a struggle. It's like. You want it to be full and healthy and beautiful. I think we've gotten to a point now where many of us are able to reject the idea that it has to be straight or curly in order to be, be-, yeah. be beautiful. I-, I love black hair. Um, well, thank you. I do. Um, <laughs> I-, I, think, I think our hair is it's unique. Mm-hmm. I love it when sisters grow their hair out naturally. I think that's one of the most attractive things. A sister who grows her hair out and just like has the natural. Yeah. When the, when the locks are just kind of all curled down a little bit, like mm-hmm. she just got the shower. <laughs> oh, can't mess with that or like a big afro like oh I would love to have like a big afro my hair I think will never be so thick as to being able to like pull off a big afro again but yeah. I would love to have like a big afro but um, that just might not be in the cards for me but um, yeah so for black women it's like you know it's that extra struggle it's like because you don't want to be pushed to conform um but then when you don't you do accept your hair as it is then we often have like hair and scalp challenges sometimes because of the products that we've used in our hair Mm -hmm. and i haven't ever had a relaxer which is rare for Mm -hmm. black women but um yeah i haven't had a relaxer but um that has like ruined the scalp of a lot of black women or like weave and and like really tight braids and other hairstyles have like really um damaged black women's scalp so is hair is just a challenging challenging thing for black women like you you want to be accepted and seen as beautiful but you also don't want to be forced to conform yeah i mean you know i, I can i can totally understand that i know it's a whole different traumatic experience for you guys but hair loss is traumatic yeah my head looks so ridiculous <laughs> if any specks of hair grow on it cuz it grows like, in patchy Oh my God! It, it goes like George Jefferson. Like it's probably worse. There's nothing on top. And when I started losing my, I had long dreadlocks at first. And when I started mm-hmm. losing my hair, it started in the back, mm. and then it went to the top. Uh-huh. And now it's just like, I understand LeBron James. Like, yeah, you don't want to lose that. Right. You don't want to lose that hair. But it's one of those things. Thank God for Michael Jordan because he made it. He, made he normalized it. it for yes, us. he made it popular and yeah, but acceptable. Then you got. A bunch of asshats who come up to you, mainly kids, <laughs> and say, do you always wear a hat because you're bald? Kids are awful. Yeah. I mean, They're I've awful. had multiple kids ask me that over the years. I'm just like, no. When the truth is, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I, I, not necessarily. I mean, I, I've always liked wearing hats. I wore hats when I had hair. Mm-hmm. 
I wear a hat sometimes because, and I don't, I don't take my hat off in the building. People are like, well, why are you wearing your hat in the building? It's not proper. Look, I don't feel like cutting my hair this morning. Right. Cutting my hair is an everyday ordeal. I have to do that every day in order for my head to look normal. Really? You have to cut it every day? Every day. So the part that's left grows fast. Yes. <laughs> yes. These little specks come back in. But the thing that people don't understand is I had a condition called chilorobus. Mm-hmm. And you get a bunch of razor bumps like underneath your scalp and mm-hmm. it hurts to cut over it. So I don't like cutting it every day oh, because yeah. they'll come okay. back right. if I cut it every day. But I don't have to explain that to you. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So when people are like, well, why are you wearing the hat? I know your goddamn business. Right. It's my head. <laughs> my head. I can put a hat on my head. I'm a 40-year-old grown right. man. I think I know why I'm wearing a hat. Right. You okay? That's another thing is like with our head, the top of our heads, why do people feel like they are at such liberty to tell us, like, how to wear our hair and what to put on our heads and stuff. Like, none of your business. The top of my head is my business. And we just don't tell them to shut the fuck up <laughs> sometimes. Just shut up and leave my damn head alone, uh, man. Anyway, this kid comes up to me. I like the kid. We're friends. But she comes up and she takes my hat. She's a little smart aleck. Mm-hmm. Takes my hat. And I had that moment when you know you ain't cut your hair in a minute. And my face just, if I was white, my face would have got red. Because right. I thought my face get hot. Right. And I was like, yo. Put my hat back on. She's like, I don't have your hat. I was like, put my hat back on my hat. I don't have it anymore. And I turn around. I'm looking for my hat. And one little girl was <laughs> sitting next to me. God bless her heart. Mr. Moore, you do have little specks of hair on your head. I was like, no. This is what I'm talking about. Leave my head alone. Leave my head alone. <sighs> oh, it's hard. For something that like has no effect on your health. Yeah. No bearing on your health. It has such an effect on your psyche. It's hard. People always say I don't look 40. They're like, man, you look like 32, 33, mm-hmm. 25, 28, until they see my head. I'm like, oh, oh, Captain Picard. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> There's the 40 oh plus God. 10. <laughs> well, I, the condition that I have is just the form of alopecia. And so, yeah. like, luckily I caught it early. I would have never known that. Yeah, this scarring alopecia. And, um, So I caught it early enough so they, like, can do these, like, cortisone injections on your scalp that basically prevents you from having, like, an inflammatory response and then causing scars, which will then, like, kill the hair follicles that you have. Does that shit hurt? Um, Yeah, a little bit. Actually, I remember um, (laughs) one of the sessions I had, um, she was giving me shots on my scalp. And, like, I, had, I brought in my own stress balls because mm-hmm. I was just, like, I needed something to squeeze. So, like, I have these stress balls, and I'm, like, holding my breath. And I think that, like, the nurse knew I was about to, like, like pass out yeah. or something. And I was, like, if I pass out, do not stop. Just keep going. <laughs> Don't let me hit the floor. Keep going. They were, like, Miss Moore, we can't, we can't um, keep giving you injections if you pass out. And I was, like, I'm giving you permission. If I pass <laughs> out, keep going. So, yeah, they hurt. They hurt. Yeah, but, it's not know. like they hurt. But I had, a, I had an Asian doctor back in the day. Who he would shoot my head up with nitrous to try to freeze the bumps. That oh, Yanni. Yeah. Did that hurt? Oh <laughs> man! If a grown man, if it was normal for a grown man to cry, <laughs> I would have been sitting in there just boohooing oh, the Man, them things would hurt so daggone bad. And I went in for oh multiple treatments because we couldn't figure out what the what heck this stuff was. Going on? Yeah. Matter of fact, it was other doctors who did it. It was the Asian doctor mm-hmm. who was it was a Vietnamese guy. <clears throat> God bless him. Um, who was like, oh, yeah, I worked on a lot of black hair when they, the soldiers came from uh, came over to Vietnam. He was like, I've seen this before. And he was the first one who diagnosed it. And after that, every other doctor was like, oh, yeah, that is what it is. Very interesting. He was shooting my head up with nitrous and stuff. Good Lord. Oh, man, that stuff is painful. Anyway, black hair. Black hair. So <clears throat> one of the reasons I, I even 
thought to talk about this was because one of my favorite congressional representatives, Ayanna Presley, yes, um, from Massachusetts. She just cut it all off. Her, no, she didn't cut it. It all fell out. Like she also has alopecia, and it for her it was drastic. Like it happened. I think she said like kind of in the fall of just this past year, she noticed that it started like coming out like and coming out in patches, and like within a couple months, all of her hair fell out. That's All That's of her hair fell out. And so for that to have just happened a couple months ago and for her to be where she is now, to be able to, like, come to the floor of Congress with a bald head. I had like I loved her before mm -hmm. just because of, like, how outspoken she is and the stance that she takes on things. Mm -hmm. I love her because she not only represents Massachusetts and the district she comes from, but she's like, I can also stand here and be a representative for black women as well. Like, I don't have to be one thing. Right. Which I think oftentimes when black people show up, is like the expectation is you're only going to be one thing. You're only going to be the black candidate or you, you have to be the candidate for everyone. You have to be this. You have to. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, I can actually wear multiple hats and I can represent black women because wherever I show up, I'm going to be a black woman, but I also represent this place that I come from and I represent the people who elected me. Um, from the state of Massachusetts. Yeah. So I've always like admired and respected her just in her short career in Congress, but is just an individual to like, I said, come to the floor of the house with yeah. a bald head like she did and to, you know, be able to like stand up to like the critique and criticism I know mm -hmm. that she has received or just the jokes, just people being mean because people out there in cyberspace are, mean. are horribly cruel. Yeah. <clears throat> and for her to just show up like she did I had so much respect for her um, and so much just admiration. And yeah. um, that's why I was just like, you know, I can talk about my situation. Like, lucky for me, like, I've been struggling with this for four years now. Yeah. Whereas, like, this just happened to her a couple months ago. Yeah. And I know at times, like, I didn't want to go to work just because, like, I, the way my hair looked, I was just, like, miserable and unhappy. I haven't wanted to take pictures. Like, I rarely take pictures with the kids anymore, which, like, I try to make a conscious effort to do because we have so few pictures of us with our dad. Yeah. And he passed when we were young. So I try to be conscious about, like, taking family photos so that they'll have, you know, mm -hmm. shots of us together. <clears throat> but I even noticed, like, I haven't wanted to be in pictures. I've just, like, it has played such a huge role in, like, how I feel about myself and how I see myself. Yeah. Um, and just to see her be able to show up the way she did after just haven't dealt with this a couple months and she is on an international stage yeah um i mean kudos to her well and i'm proud of you this is this is uh i had no idea <laughs> mm -hmm. and um you know it's you wear it well well thank you so much you know and i don't think you have anything to worry about and does your doc could your doctor say my it's my i'm, I'm beyond <laughs> i don't no, know come down and no see. it's well, gone so this is what it, this is what it depends on it depends on whether or not you have i gotta scarring. reverse mohawk <laughs> My shit is gone, man. Oh, God. I got Reverse I got Mohawk, I always think of Krusty the Clown. Then <laughs> that's kind of what he had. Yes, yes. Had, like, yeah, right. Yeah. This is all over the place. Uh, yeah, I, I know I have scarring because my head was scarring a long time. Man. Yeah. I don't think I have any scarring on the top, but it's. I, I, I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm good. This is. <laughs> this is who I am. I have no hair. But I think you wear it well. You have a nice head. At I least you don't have like a weird shape, like super lumpy head or flat. I do head have a nice head, man. You got a nice head, yeah. so yeah. One kid calls me Leatherhead. <laughs> She's been calling me Leatherhead for three years. She loves oh, me to death. God. She loves me so much that I'm not even offended by it. But Leatherhead is better than like lumpy head or. It makes me sound like the head. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <Leatherhead>. <laughs>
hey, Leatherhead. Oh, I'm like, I. Yeah, kids are so cruel. She, she honestly, I think she doesn't. They, they only know me as bald. Like, they yeah. can't picture me with hair. Right. So for them, it's like, whatever. Yeah. Like, even when I did take my hat off one point today because it was hot in the room. Right. And they were like, whoa. And of course, when people do that, you kind of like clench up. Like, I right. you reach for the hat again. Yeah. And the kid was like, Mr. Moore, leave the hat off. And I'm like, well, they were like, we're just not used to seeing you without a hat on anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I put it back on because I was <laughs> Still feel a little self-conscious. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Never, you know, I feel like the heavens blessed me with hair on my face uh-huh. because the hair on my head looks like shit. <laughs> but the hair on my face kind of looks like shit, too. Uh, my, man, my man across the street, was like, when I cut my hair on, on my face, uh-huh. he was like, yeah, you just you need to leave the cut, man. That doesn't look right. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> my hair just doesn't work for me, man. No, I think your hair on your face looks fine. It doesn't look all right. I mean, yeah. the beard doesn't really connect. I That's have no okay. hair on my arms. I have no hair on my legs. Like, I'm just yeah, like, you know that movie person. Powder? Oh, I'm like the reverse Powder, man. I'm just a big old weird chocolate alien looking thing that just walks around like, hey, guys, I have no hair. Whoa. I'm smooth. I'm smooth. I'm, I'm smooth. smooth. I'm smooth and oily. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me sit on your let me sit on your couch and leave my oil stains on it. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> like a hairless cat, but black man. Well, I mean, you could look like Teen Wolf. So, I mean, could. you could. So, I think I think you're doing all right. Well, thank you. Yeah, so, but I would say to to black women out there who, like, struggle with this, um, beware. You know, on social media, I find, because, you know, like, Big Brother has an algorithm and they feed you stuff Mm -hmm. that um, they know that you're, even that they, I feel like sometimes they read my mind. It's very freakish. But, um, so, of course, I get fed, you know, things that I'm interested in or concerned about or, you know, obviously things I've searched for. And so I get all these ads for, like, all these, you know, grow your hair back, use these oils and berries, mm-hmm. these, you know, whatever. And to the black women out there who have spent so much money on these tonics and herbs and berries, like, do a little reading about your hair and your scalp and your follicles. Because, like, people feed us, like, a just a, I mean, a bunch of crap. Yeah. And I know women, you know, like me, have struggled to maintain our hair and to make it fuller and thicker, but yeah. um, rubbing these oils and berries and stuff on your scalp aren't going to do anything. That doesn't um, work. No, it doesn't that, work. That dude coming to America, no. nothing but juices and berries. No, no. or, you know, it's not going to make your hair grow down to your back because you use some special tonic. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of what happens to our hair, unless you have some medical issue, a mm. lot of what happens with our hair is genetic. Like, the length that your hair will grow is... 95% genetics. Um, the thickness of your hair is 95% genetics. Um, like I said, unless you have a health condition, a lot of this is genetics. And so... Mom, Dad, you screwed me! Right, exactly! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, do a little research. I mean, there's a lot of information out there. So before you spend all your money, I always feel bad when I see all these women saying, I'm about to buy this product, and I'm like, oh, don't buy that. Yeah. Um, do a little research. The science out there is pretty good on, like, you know, how our hair grows and what will and will not help. And, um, okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk to some people about their hair. Yeah. That's what they have to say. Yeah, I like that. All
right, just speak into the mic. Um, okay. How do you normally wear your hair? I usually wear my hair pressed. I will wash it first, then blow dry it, which can take anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes, depending on how much deep conditioning I need. And then from there, I will blow dry and then flat iron. Well, my mom will, because if I try to do it myself, I lack the dexterity to avoid burning my scalp, fingers, and hair. So, yes, my mom still flat irons my hair. Breathe. I normally wear my natural hair braided to the back like prison cornrows. I cover my natural hair with a self-made lace front wig. My hair is cut really short, so I normally just wear it in its natural state, really short, gel down, put a little product on it. Sometimes I don't put any gel at all, but it's just short, a little short afro. T-W-A, teeny weeny afro. Down or a high pony? In a bun. I usually wear my hair in a ponytail. I normally wear my hair like down. I usually wear my hair in a ponytail. What's the hairstyle that makes you look in the mirror and say, yeah, that's fire? The style is definitely when my hair is freshly pressed. And by day two, when some of the curls my mom's put in have had a chance to fall, I feel so pretty and beautiful. My hair just bounces everywhere and it is fire. The hairstyle that makes me look in the mirror and say, yeah, that's fire, is typically one of my bob style wigs because I love a bob on just about any woman. New weave. Right now my hair is cut really close in like a teeny weeny afro, so um, there's, I just pretty much switch now between the length that it is now, which is about maybe an inch, a little, a little more than an inch, inch and a half, uh, to cut a little closer than that. Um, I will say I do like it a little closer because, um, one, I, it's when I wash my hair, it's, it's really essentially like a washing. I really don't have to do anything. Whereas when it starts to grow out a bit, I really have to take more time to uh, do my hair and make it look nice and presentable. Um, but I will say uh, I did used to have locks. I had sister locks at one time and I had traditional locks. And those were actually my favorite hairstyles that I've ever had in my life. Uh, it's unfortunate that I cut them. I was, and still am, a little bit impatient. So I kind of just gave up and cut them off each time. Um, but I'm I'm actually considering going back to that. So if it's a question of what hairstyle really makes me feel that fire, it's definitely them locks. The hairstyle that makes me look fire is two cornrows. A hairstyle when I look in the mirror and think it's fire is when I put my hair in a side bun. Two French braids. None. I pretty much keep it wrapped up. And I side ponytail. When was a time that your hair made you feel invisible or embarrassed or humiliated? The time that my hair absolutely humiliated me was back when I used to work for a big warehouse. I was kind of dating the guy who worked there with me. And it was one morning I woke up and looked in the mirror and my hair was not done Really at all, it was about a week old and just looked like it. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I don't look good today. I go to work and he comes up to me and goes, 
you look different today. And he didn't have a smile. He didn't say that it was in a good way. It was exactly as if he were agreeing that, yes, you look a mess today. Bye. In first grade, it was raining. I took my hair out. And then after, it was poofy and frizzy. When my mom put my hair in a bun, and then when I went to recess, it came out and everyone was dead. When my dad brushed my hair and made it look puffy, I didn't like that. At my son's wedding, I didn't like how the hairstylist did my hair. Um, it was probably like three weeks ago. I had tried to like flat iron my hair and curl it. And I think I fell asleep in class and I woke up and it was poofy and it was just, it was not a good day. And I felt like everybody was judging me and my hair was really bad. The last time my natural hair made me feel embarrassed was when I wore a partial wig that I made. I decided to do what's called a leave out where you have some of your hair out to make it look natural, like around the front. Um, my natural hair got super frizzy because of the weather and the blending was absolutely horrible. Um, the elements basically said, no, sis, you're going to have to pick a texture that day. Hmm. In high school, when my mom took me to the hair cuttery to get my ends clipped and the Asian lady kept telling me, oh, no, too many set ends. So she just kept clipping and clipping, and I'm like, wait, can you please slow down? Oh, no, no, still too many spit in. And when I looked in the mirror, it was probably just above my shoulders, when before that it was nice and long and thick. So pretty sure my mom let me stay home for like a week after that because humiliated would be an understatement. Interestingly enough, I never really faced any type of um, ridicule or judgment about my hair when I was younger in elementary school or middle school or high school. It was not until I became an adult, and there's one incident I remember in particular, and it actually uh, involved a black and African-American co-worker of mine, a male co-worker of mine. Um, he was actually older than me, not too much older, but I was in my... Um, early early mid-20s at that time he was probably early 40s but he basically um had likened a, a hair a recent hairstyle change that I had um I had put these little my hair was natural and I put these little um curlers in my hair so I had these little small curls all around my head god the hairstyle took forever but I I really thought it looked cute I loved it and he basically said that I, he called me Macy, like as in Macy Gray. No, there's nothing wrong with Macy Gray. She's beautiful. But at the time where my head was at, <clears throat> and this was at, at the time when she, when she kind of first came out, it was one of her earlier albums. And on the album cover, to me, the way that her hair looked at that time, I felt like it just looked a mess, like all over her head. It was just not combed. In my mind, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, so how, I felt so insulted. Like, how could you compare me to Macy Gray when she clearly didn't even comb her hair on that album cover? And obviously, she was just a more of a trailblazer. She was didn't give no Fs about having her hair the way that it was. And that was a beautiful thing. But of course, like I said, at that time, I just wasn't ready to kind of, um, I guess, embrace that. 
Uh, so when he said that to me, I was extremely embarrassed and extremely offended. But of course, if that were to have happened now, I wouldn't give to you know what. <laughs> is hair important and why or why not? Hair is absolutely important. It's a part of your face. It's a part of your confidence. It's what you present not only to the world, but also to yourself. If you're wearing an awesome outfit and from your face down to your shoes, everything's on point, but your hair is a hot mess, then that completely destroys the look. And on the flip side, if you're kind of dressing down, maybe not wearing the greatest outfit, but your hair is looking incredible, that absolutely will turn heads um, and can make up for the lack of effort everywhere else. It's kind of like glasses. You want to pick frames that really complement your face, and the same goes with hair. Hair is important to me because it makes me feel pretty. I feel like hair is important, but other people like to embrace themselves in different ways, and they might not feel that hair is important, but to me, I feel hair is important. I think hair, like, it kind of expresses myself. It's like a part of me, so. Um, hair is important because it helps boost your confidence. And I remember um, growing up years ago, you didn't have to have the prettiest face, but if you had beautiful hair, people thought you were automatically pretty. It, I think it is important because it makes me feel more Yes, because it keeps my head warm if it's cold outside. Um, hair is important to me because I simply um, feel like I don't have the face or the head to go without hair. So, gotta have hair. Um, in a practical sense, uh, hair is important in that obviously it helps to keep you warm if you have it. It helps to keep you warm in the winter time, but is hair important otherwise uh no i don't believe it's as important as society makes it out to be i think there's some such an emphasis on hair in our society in general but why what's what's so why is it so important i i don't think otherwise it's it's important i mean i think it's something that people make important and it's really not all that serious it's actually just hair mm -hmm. <laughs> Yes, very much so. Uh, I mean, you could be looking flawless, perfect makeup, perfect outfit, perfect everything. But if your hair is not on point, it just ruins the rest of your day. All you think about is your hair. What do you love about your hair? I love that my hair is versatile in the sense that once I have flat ironed it, I can wear it any way that pressed hair can be worn. And then if I want to rock an afro, take myself to my roots, pun intended, I can do that. Now, I have not done that in years. And I'm really contemplating going back natural just to give my hair a break from all these years and years of heat damage and to see what my curl pattern looks like and there's a lot of beautiful natural styles out there so 
I have that option. And even then, it's very versatile. Not too much because it has thinned out a lot and lost its natural shine. I can't do anything with it. I love the color of my hair. I think it's really pretty. And I like the fact that I'm able to do a bunch of different hairstyles with my hair. That that it's curly and you can make it straight. And some people have straight hair and it can't be that curly. Like when they try to do it, it can't be that curly. So I think my hair um, can like change to like any texture. I love that my hair is very, very long. The things I like about my hair is that I can put it in different styles. It's unique and I like the color. Hmm. Which one? The thing I love most about my natural hair is the length. Um, the thing that I love most about my wigs is the ability to do things to them that my natural hair can't handle. Like, um, I don't know, mild to excessive heat. My hair just can't handle it and uh also coloring um, my hair is kind of weak and fragile i guess um yeah just weak i love that my hair is thick i love that my hair is the same color hair that i was born with and i love that it is super easy to style because i have it cut short currently although i am considering getting my locks back but i really am loving the short hair much more practical, much easier, much less stress, much less to worry about. What do you wish you could change about your hair? I wish my hair wouldn't get tangly. I wish that my hair could be even longer. For it to not have any knots. I would really like thick hair. Maybe I might change the color, but I'm not too sure what color I would change it to. I wish that I could change the length of my hair because I once I one time I cut it and it never grew back like it's been really short ever since and I wish I could change the texture because I do straighten my hair a lot so it's it's a lot more damaged than it, what it used to be. It used to be really curly so I wish I could change those things about my hair. I wish it could be a lot thicker. Uh, through the years I've bleached it so much and it's not even come back to the Asian lady that did all the clipping of the ends but um, it's just thin and wispy like an old lady I don't like that kind of hair that when you're trying to look sexy and it's blowing in the wind it's like spider webs kind of just thin and uh, not cute if I could change anything about my natural hair it would be the fullness. I have super thin hair uh, for the styles that I desire. The only thing I wish I could change about my hair, and this is the only thing I've ever wished I could really change about my hair, was the length. I feel like my hair has never grown past a certain length. And I've always wanted to have super long hair, and it's just never been that way. What's your greatest fear about your hair? I would say my greatest fear regarding my hair is that it's just gonna one day say I quit from all this heat and decide it's not gonna grow anymore and whatever there is just gonna break off I have a problem with 
shrinkage and it's almost like my hair taps out at a certain length the only exception was when i was pregnant with my son my hair was flowing and it was insane it was thick it was lovely and i was lucky because for months after i still had this really long flowing hair and it almost was like overnight it went back to what it was pre-pregnancy where it's just past my shoulders and I have to kind of arch my shoulders up so I can get it to kind of be past the shoulders because I don't I like to say that I have longer than shoulder length hair but who am I kidding um I feel like my greatest fear would be either losing my hair or like my hair thinning that it will all fall out one day my biggest fear about my hair is getting a giant dreadlock, having to cut it, and getting a bald spot. I'm afraid to get my hair cut too short. My greatest fear about my hair is uh, one day losing my hair. I, do, I don't ever want to be completely bald. <laughs> my greatest fear about my hair is that it will never be as thick as I desire it to be. I can't create hair holes before I have basically become a slave to my wigs for the desired fullness. Um, it sucks um, because I do want that freedom, but I don't know. I guess I've sacrificed um, my freedom um, because I'm, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm never going to not wear my wigs. Uh, that it won't grow back as thick as it used to be. What does your hair say about who you are? Not beautiful and not confident. I think my hair says I'm pretty and smart. Yes, queen. You're on fire. I am very pretty. My hair shows that I like to have a good appearance. I like to make sure my hair is well maintained. And I feel like it makes me look beautiful. Vain. My natural hair um, says I'm not confident, I think. Um, that's what it says about me, that I'm insecure. My wig say a lot different. Um, my wig says that, you know, I don't know, it just depends on what style I choose. Um, my wig say I'm confident. I can play around with fun colors, um, texture, styles, limbs, um, and I, I feel confident and pretty with most of the wigs that I create. I believe that my hair says that I'm confident. What's a crazy story about someone's reaction to your hair? I went to the store with my mom, and then this lady, she walked up to me, and then she she started touching my hair. I I was really nervous, but she just said it was very long. When I went to school for the first time with my hair straightened, people came up to me and they said, Zuri, you look like a completely different person, and they loved it. I went into a health food store many years ago, and a white woman who worked in the store uh, saw my hair, and she said, 
Oh my God, your hair is so beautiful. I wish I had hair like yours. That's when it was really thick. And then an afro. So uh, when I was sick, I went to the store and um, everyone kept on walking up to me and saying they like my hair when I was just trying to get medicine. So I used to work in a restaurant and at the time I was wearing long braided extensions. Um, I had actually just gotten through washing my hair um, earlier that day. Um, even, even when you wear extension hair, box braids, you still have to wash your hair. You have to wash your scalp, make sure it stays um, clean because sometimes you keep those in for like two months at a time or so. But anyways, this white guy came in and he like runs his fingers through my braids and he's like, oh my God, I just love this. And he just walked out of the restaurant. I'm like, really? <laughs> it's actually the weirdest thing. And it was actually, it was around that time, and this was years ago, I started to, I started to realize that maybe white men had an appreciation for black women's hair, which I never really recognized before because it was just something that I didn't always see and to like actually have to experience that it was it was pretty strange but also I mean pretty cool to have you know someone appreciate your hair it's nice nice compliment one time somebody did ask me can you take that off and I tried to play it off like uh what do you mean my hair and they're like, oh, sorry, I thought it was a wig. White people. Um, the craziest story I can think of about my natural hair is people's reaction to the actual length. I think it's assumed that the average black woman doesn't, well, average black woman that's not famous doesn't have um, hair. And that's very, very far from the truth. Um, I think there's a stereotype that black women um, wear wigs or weaves or some sort of an extension to her hair because she simply doesn't have it. She's bald. Um, and I think that's the number one stereotype. Um, but if you pay close attention to um, hair, black women in their hair, you'll see plenty of black women that, you know, they'll juggle back and forth between wigs, weaves, and natural hair, and so on and so forth. And they have plenty of hair. Uh, so when people see my natural hair, they're usually shocked that it hangs to the middle of my back. My hair will tell you a lot about me. So when I have it freshly pressed, it is letting you know that I am feeling awesome and I have to be somewhere, usually work, or if I'm going out on a hot date. Now, if it is week-long hair, because, you know, us black ladies, we don't be doing our hair every single day or even every other day. This has to last me for the week. And I may do some touch-ups if necessary, but if it's week-long hair, that's a stale do. That's if I'm bumming it. That means I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to show up anywhere. Now, if I have my afro, that means I'm feeling very much power to the people. I might have just watched Malcolm X or a documentary on Dr. Martin Luther King or something else. And now I am feeling empowered. 
So it really just does depend, you know, really does just depend on my mood. Or maybe what I watched. What do you want to tell the world about black women and our hair? I think every black girl has experienced what I'm about to share at one point in her life. And it is regarding a group of non-black people telling me how thick my hair is and asking if I have a wig on. This was in high school. And I remember just being like, what? Would you ask that of anybody else here in this school? Black girls have hair too, okay? And they asked to touch my hair, and that's a big no-go. And they actually did touch it, because back in high school, I didn't have a spine. And I didn't know how to say no. Nowadays, though, I'm going to tell you to get those paws off. Back up. You have good, beautiful, unique hair. All black women's hair is all different, but it's all beautiful. Even though our hair is not straight, it still is beautiful. Never mind the texture. You don't love and appreciate your hair until it's all gone. Nothing is more beautiful to me than a head full of thick, beautiful, kinky hair. I think that no matter the poofiness, the curls, if you love your hair, then you should just embrace it. Yeah. Especially now that I have a daughter who has beautiful hair, in my opinion, long, thick. Yeah, it's very curly, very tangly, and she absolutely hates it. Um, I remember back in the day when I used to be very tender-headed as well, and I used to always think, God, I wish I had a perm, or I wish my hair was straight. Plus, that's what you see on TV most of the time. When they glamorize these women on TV, it's always, you know, a, a white woman or a Spanish woman or an Asian woman. It's never a black woman that's glamorized. Uh, and they always have this long, flowing hair. So when you see that growing up, you become kind of brainwashed. And that's just kind of what happened to me. And uh, what I'm hoping to God will not happen to my daughter because black women should embrace their beauty. We're all different and um, black is beautiful. Even though I wear weaves, I mean, sure, uh, once this hair underneath can get thick again, then the weave won't be so necessary. But, uh, yeah. I think people should know that black women's hair is unique. It is um, versatile. It can grow, and it does grow. It can be long. <laughs> and it actually comes in many different textures, not just one singular texture, just like our skin tone comes in many tones, not just one tone. Uh, but I think people should also um, not makes makes such a difference between uh, black hair and non-black hair like I feel like black hair care products should be put in the same section with everybody else's hair care products I mean it's all still hair right <laughs> so why not put it all together hair is hair just like love is love <laughs>
I want to tell the world that black women are beautiful in natural hairdos, such as braids, locks, twists, extensions, wigs, weaves, clippings, uh, fun colors, natural gray, natural white, um, fades, and even bald. That's what I want the world to know about black women and their hair. Little girl with the pressing curl. AJ, I got a Jerry curl. 13 and I got a relaxer. I was a source of so much laughter. At 15 when it all broke off. 18 and I went on natural. February 2002, I went on and did what I had to do. Because it was time to change my life. To become the woman that I am inside. 97 dreadlocks all gone. I looked in the mirror for the first time and saw that hey. No, no.